call to the booth. I keep to leave here. We talking DBs and receivers, my favorite. And they talking about it's another I keep to leave in this draft. We got to see about that. Paul, drop that beat. What's good? I'm Harrison Sanford. That's a key to leave. It's time to get to it. Our 2021 NFL Draft Preview. And during the course of this uh, preview session, the preview episodes, uh, sometimes we're going to go off of a profile. We're going to read a profile for a certain prospect and have a key guess who the prospect was. Okay. Usually going to be his former teammate. You ready for this, Akeem? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's do it. All right, a playmaker. He was very confident and pretty versatile. Big athletic and speedy he made a lot of plays on the ball with a knack for interceptions uh, was also very intense and feisty on the field sometimes he took too many risks and got burned not did not make as many plays as he should have as a tackler had run-ins with a few teammates and some off the field trouble was prone to getting flagged for stretches was relatively high maintenance but a true talent on the corner what are we talking about mm, shit sound like me <laughs> Hey, but it, so it's not me. It's a trick question. It's not me, right? Nah, it's you. It's me? Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> Look, I was going to say shit. Look, sound like me. You know what I'm saying? Except for the high maintenance shit. I don't know where they got that shit from. <laughs> was there anything? <laughs> was, there, <laughs> was there anything that you heard uh, when it came to people profiling you? That really rubbed you the wrong, like just like that. That really Hold rubbed on, you the that, wrong way. Say that. Say that. Say that. Party. Start from the tackling. Start from the <laughs> yeah. tackling part. Yeah. Yeah, that, say something that's about the really... tackling. Hold on. That's what I thought. It can't be me. They said something about tackling. No, I knew, I knew it would get. I knew that would get you. All right. Hold on. Let me find this. Well, say the tackling uh, part again. <laughs> this, yeah. All right. Ready. Uh, sometimes he took too many risks and got burned. Did not make. Uh, that as might many, be true. <laughs> did not make any. Did not make as many plays as he should have as a tackler. Had a few run-ins with teammates and some off-the-field trouble. Was prone to getting flagged for stretches. Was relatively high-maintenance, but a true talent on the corner. No, was that right? I don't was know that about right? no flags. Look, I don't know about no flags. <laughs> I remember last year, I was watching some one of the media people said something about some flags to Jeff. Uh, Jeff Okuda. Uh, and Jeff was like, I ain't had no flags last year. They said, you sure? He said, bro, check it. I ain't had no holdings or no passing interference. He said, oh, I'm sorry. So media guys fuck up sometimes too, right? <laughs> I don't know about the flags. I don't know about the tackling neither. But, you know, a couple run-ins with my teammates. I done, you know, squabbled a couple times. That might be true. They play, I make plays. So it's pretty accurate. I mean, you take out the flags, you take out the tackling. It, it might be pretty accurate. Oh, that that's good. That that was rich. That was a good laugh. Um, we're gonna break down DBs and we're gonna break down wide receivers in our upcoming segment. Before we get out of here, now that we're like looking into the draft, I I have to feel it must feel kind of weird for you because you're looking at these draft profiles and you're getting ready to cover the draft and you're seeing right. comparisons to keep to leave. Like, oh, yeah. I guess I'm a player that gets compared to now. How does that? Right. How are you digesting that? That's cool, man. I so when I when I. When I hear it, I always go check out the player, man. So, so you know, sometimes I'll be like, nah. But, you know, sometimes I'll be like, hey, he nice. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel 
I'm honored that they compare him to me. You know what I'm saying? Because he's nice. There we go. Uh, was there a player that you were compared to? Do you remember your comparison? Uh, I remember. I remember. I don't remember like in the media and stuff, but I remember sitting in front of uh, John Gruden, and Gruden was like, "Man, you remind me of Charles Woodson. You, you big, you physical, you make plays, and when you get the ball in your hand, you're trying to do something with it, right?" So he's like, "Man." If I get a chance to pick Charles Woodson at number 20, I'm taking him. So if you slide to number 20 and be looking for that 813 area code, I, I'll never forget it, right? So that, that, that number 20 came, and boom, that 813 area code came. So that's the only comparison I remember, man. He, he, he made me feel good. He compared me to Chuck, baby. You know what I'm saying? There we go. All right, let's see who else, who you're comparing some of the top DBs to. And even though in our first episode, uh, Akib identified uh, Patrick Sertain uh, Jr., as his first DB off the board, I believe you had them going to the Dallas Cowboys at number 10. He's not your number one prospect, I believe. It's going to be J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. I'm going to read the comparison uh, that we saw right here from The Athletic. Overall, Horn needs to refine his discipline and finishing skills. He's a long, agile athlete with outstanding instincts, bloodlines, and competitive mentality. He projects as an NFL pressman corner in the Aqib Tlaib mode. Yes, sir. Now, he, I ain't just put him number one because they compared him to Aqib Tlaib, neither, man. Uh, I think I think that's that's a that's a, a a good you know little rundown on him because I think he probably gonna be him and Farley probably gonna be the best man to man guys out of the bunch, man. But uh, just that frame, that six one two hundred, man, ultimate confidence, man, super athletic, fast. And and I, I feel like when I watch him play, he just know the game. You could tell when he was seven years old, he was like my son, his dad, just telling him stuff and just teaching him the game all his life because he played like a pro right now. So he definitely number one corner on my list, uh, J.C. Horn. All right, so who you got at number two? Number two, I got uh, Pat Tane Jr. And uh, I think I think he might get drafted before Horn because I think the, the first corner probably going to go number 10 of the Cowboys. So I think Sertan kind of fit, he fit that mold of that Dan Quinn defense, that cover three off man. He kind of fit that description a little better. Playmaking, you gotta you gotta make plays. And he make plays. You gotta make plays in that at that at that corner in that Dan Quinn defense. But I think he just fit the description of a, a number one corner in that defense a little bit more than JC Horn. So I got him going, getting drafted first. Who you got number three? Number three, I got Caleb Farley. And uh, him and J.C. Horn, super similar, man. Just them big frames, just just nice size. They play super aggressive, and uh, they make players on the ball, man. They they quick, they fast, they athletic. Period. And uh, and at that size, you you don't see athletes like us at six two being able to move like that, man. So so definitely, uh, Caleb Farley, number three, man. I, I I love how he play. So Caleb Farley did have back surgery. Here in the spring of 2021, any uh, that's it, it would seem that's a big red flag back yeah. surgery, especially as close to the NFL draft in the season. Uh, what level of concern would you have when it comes to that injury? Well, man, we've seen we've seen guys get surgeries before, man. So it's 2021, in my opinion, Harrison. It, hey, the, the doctor's great. The surgeries is great now. You barely see a guy get surgery and, and not come back his old self, man. So I think Caleb Farley, he a young guy, man. He in his 20s, young 20-year-old guy. 
20, he young 20s. So I don't think he'll have a problem, man. He'll go through the proper rehab, man. He'll shake back perfectly fine. Number four? Number four, I'm going uh, Sante Samuel Jr. Nah, he, he's not one of those 6'1", 200. He's not one of those, man. He's a smaller, smaller frame guy like his dad was, but he also got that that downhill trigger like his dad too, man. You see him make a bunch of plays breaking downhill, and you can just tell he used to watch his dad tape, and he used to practice that, man. So you just he show up on the tape a lot, a bunch of pass breakups, man, fumble recoveries, forced fumbles. He show up on the tape a lot. He make a bunch of plays, so I could easily see him getting in a, in a good system and uh, being an immediate starter, coming in, playing a nickel, doing things like that, man, immediately getting on the field and making plays. So where, where do you see his level? Where, where, where would you like to see him? Can you pick a team that might fit him? Because I think most NFL fans think, okay, you get in the corner, you want him to shut right. down the outside. This is a guy maybe, as you said, maybe more positioned to, to take out a nickel guy. Take out a guy yeah. in the slot. So I could I could see maybe maybe in the slot or or just maybe in like a like a cover three, a cover three type of system, man, or, or you know, cover three off man. See, when you cover three off man, they always think you off, you play man and you really could break on the comebacks and stuff. So I could see I could see him going to the to the Jets, you know, second round early, second round, uh something like that, man. But I, I don't just see him as a nickel. Just cause his size mm. is small. I don't really just see him as a nickel, man. I I see him on the outside. You watch the tape. You see him on the outside making plays, man, breaking on football. So he got great instincts. So uh, I see him going early second round, maybe to like the Jets, man, and, and adding a playmaker to that defense. He's going to be one of the more interesting uh, prospects to follow at that position because draft boards have him all over the place because of his size. But you see the play, and you might think differently. It's going to be interesting to see. Who you got number five? Number five, I got Eric Stokes out of Georgia. Uh he plays so fast, man. You see him show up on the tape, and, and some guys run 4-2. They don't look fast. He ran 4-2, and when you see him play, he look fast. He's running with fast guys in the SEC at corner. Uh, when He he had four interceptions, two to the crib. When he get the ball in his hands, he's trying to score, and you can definitely see the speed when he get the ball in his hands, man. So, And he he's one of those one of those big corners, six feet, 6'1", 200, so – I like how he moved. He got that. He got that twitch, like J.C. Horn and like Farley. But uh, Eric Stokes, I got him as my fifth-rated corner, man. I like. I like Eric Stokes out of Georgia. Fast kid. So you've put in uh, an immense amount of great work on the field. Uh, now you're in the media, so your your face is synonymous with football coverage. Any GMs hit you up? Hey, okay, give me a look at this Stokes guy. Give me a look at this Sean Wade guy at Ohio State. Uh, are you getting? Have you gotten hit up by any GMs or any? Not about close the draft. Not about the draft, but not about the draft. But in the past, yeah, I had GMs hit me up, ask me about players. Man, I didn't got, I didn't got called and asked about Justin Simmons. Called and asked about coaches. You know, called and asked about man coaches who was DB coaches who had. Defensive coordinator opportunities, so my line ring and it be GMs on the other end sometimes has in the line. I, I, it make me it make me do this same smile right here too. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, so that was good on the DBs. I'm sure there's a bunch coming out when they actually get drafted. 
we're going to have to circle back and see how they actually yeah. fit because I feel like one more. you're going to know. One more, oh, Harrison. Uh, Hit me. Elijah Molden. Now, this is a, this a, a sleeper out here, man. He he really played a lot of slot, played a lot of nickel. And, man, I think he 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 took that position in. I don't even know if he wanted to play outside, man. He, he a great tackler. He got a great feel for screens. And he's super, he, he got super sticky coverage in the inside, man. Crossing routes and pivots and things like that. He don't let them kind of routes get away from him, man. He, he remind me a lot of Chris Harris Jr., man. Uh, Elijah Molden. Elijah Molden out of Washington, man. He a, he a great player. And just because it's the nickel, I think it'll slide to like maybe second, maybe third round. But whoever land this guy, he's probably going to be a dog on special teams and they're going to have a hell of a nickelback, man. And nickelbacks is needed in the NFL now because – you know, everybody in spread nowadays. So, Elijah Moden, don't forget that name. Yeah, I think new offenses have now definitely uh, popularized the, 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 the need for more corners than just your outside guys, as, as, as you've been pointing to. Uh, when we get back with call to the booth, so we talked about these DBs. Well, who's going to be on the other side of them? The wide receivers. You got to pick out a few and see which one it keeps likes the most. I was going to ask you, who is this year's Justin Jefferson? It's two of them. It's two of them. I, mm -hmm. I was going to ask if that's yep. the right question to ask, but that, that sounds like it is. Also, Keith, one thing I saw in this athletic write-up about Jamar Chase is I feel like he has to work on not giving his route away on the line. So I was wondering if like, it's worth having Harrison ask you, like, hey, was there a guy who would telegraph his routes? Nah, I think I think that's some bullshit, Paul. Damn, damn, that's just some, okay. Some, okay. Disguise the media bullshit. Yeah, that's the media <laughs> bullshit. Man. He got he got he got twenty touchdowns, fourteen hundred yards, but he telling you what route he running, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a little blooper between our producer Paul Aspen and Akeem Talib. Uh, as you can tell, Akeem doesn't always just certify what is out there in the media. <laughs> we, we appreciate that here at Call to the Booth. Um, Akeem, so let's talk about wide receivers in general, though. Um, we know I, we could get to your top five, but I might phrase it a little bit different here. Uh, considering what we saw last year from Justin Jefferson, is yep. there a Justin Jefferson this year? I think it's two of them, Harrison. Uh, Jamar, Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith. Uh, I think, you know, them guys is different. Them Justin Jeffersons, man. Them, AJ Green, Julio, them, them guys, them Odell's, them guys is different, man. They come in and it's like immediately they they adjust to the NFL and they almost unstoppable immediately, right? And it can, it's kind of like as they as their career go on, you stop them better because you learn ways to stop them. You start doubling them and things like that. But out the gate, you a rookie. We don't know nothing about you. We're not gonna double you because you ain't earned it yet, right? So before they earn that double team. They come out and go crazy. That's how you know they real X number one type of receivers. This year, draft got two of them, man. Devontae Smith going to do it and Jamar Chase going to do it. I don't care. It, and these kind of guys, they don't really – it almost don't matter where they go. If they go to a quarterback who can throw the ball 45, 40 yards, man, they're going to be all right. They, that's how much separation they create. So I think both of these guys are landing in a pretty, pretty nice spot. Of course, they my one and two receivers. I think both of them are landing in a pretty nice spot, and both of them is going to be the Justin, the Justin, the Justins of this year. Yeah. So I, I wonder though. So I think when we when we did our top ten mock draft in the last episode, you had Jamar Chase going to number seven, Steven Jaragoff in Detroit. 
Mm-hmm. But where is your... How much did you not consider the fact that he sat out last year? Uh, I mean, you sat out a year. So, I mean, he worked out. I, I, I know he got ready for the draft here out here in Dallas. So, I, I know the people who he worked out with. So, you definitely got great work uh, pre-draft. But uh, it's, you sit out a year of football, man. If, if you if you 34 or you 33 years old, then it might matter to me. But if you sit out a year because of COVID and you 22 or 21 years old, man, it probably was a good thing. You ain't you ain't get all the nicks and bruises and and get your ankle rolled up and little things like that. So they know he healthy. You know you know he come out healthy. They saw his pro day. He ain't look like he missed he missed a beat. He looked fresh. He looked ready to go, man. So that that one year miss. I seen so much when he played with Joe Burrow the year before that I ain't need to see him for a year. Mm. That's it. Feel so, but is it that much? Does it give you that much more confidence? Then taking Devonta Smith, who just played. It's it's you can't go wrong with either of them, in my opinion. But I think just the the physical frame and the and the, the physicalness he brings to the game, I probably go with him first. You know what I'm saying? Just because his body is a little more NFL ready. Now Devonta Smith is that that small frame. It don't stop him from doing nothing. But you know, just to just to fit the description. A little bit more, I'll probably go with Jamar Chase. Just because he fit the description, his body, body type-wise, he fit the description a little bit more. Okay, uh, real quick, who's your number three wide receiver in the draft? Number three, I'm going Jalen Waddle. I think uh, he's going to affect the game uh, tremendously downfield, man. He got that Tyreek Hill type of speed. I don't know if it's all the way like Tyreek. They'll probably have to line it up, but he's close. And uh, I think on in special teams, returns, all that, he's going to affect the game. Uh, uh, as big plays, big explosion plays, man. That speed is is going to translate to the NFL immediately. You got Kadarius at four. Kadarius, Tony, definitely number four. Uh, a dead leg like no other, Harrison. I promise you, man. He he breaks so many tackles, and if he can get in a a, a, a situation where he's just a young slot, because I mean, you look at the pro day. He did the whole pro day as slot receiver. So he want to be a slot receiver. He letting it be known. I want to play slot. You do your whole pro day at slot. You want to be a slot. You want, you letting them see what you got at slot. And he changed direction like no other. So man, if, if he get in the right situation, man, I promise you, you're going to hear his name all year. All right. And finally your, your fifth prospect at wide receiver. Number five, I went, uh, Terrence Marshall out of LSU. Uh, I feel like he he kind of you know he ain't getting the credit that he deserved, man. He had he played with Burrow himself, and he was the number two guy with Jeffries, and he had 13, 13, 1,300 and touchdowns and a thousand yards or something like that, man. He went crazy with Burrow, and then he backdoored it last year with another ten touchdowns and probably another thousand yards or something like that. So, man, he 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 big, he rangy. If you see him, he he almost like Higgins. He's a he's a big 6'4", 6'3", 6'4", type of receiver. But then he ran blazing 40 time, man, and he looked so fast on the field. So I think uh he's definitely gonna be a, a nice a nice number two receiver for somebody, man. He's gonna make a bunch of plays. Y'all double him. Uh uh Terrence Marshall Terrence Marshall, he'll be able to go ham on you. So number five, I got Marshall. So we've talked about uh you when you were looking at quarterbacks or when you might have intercepted a quarterback, you don't really talk to them. But right. you did say you talked to wide receivers. And we right. just finished talking about wide receivers who are going to be rookies in the NFL. Do you remember 
a moment where a young wide receiver, maybe practice squad wide receiver, got moved up and he was facing Aqib Tlaib, all pro, one of the greats on the field. Do you remember what? Could you see it in the eyes? Could you see it in the legs? Could you see it? <laughs> what? When did you know you had somebody shook up? When when hey when people see me they be out for blood so they 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 don't be shaking they be like oh yeah I'm finna I they feel like it's an opportunity you know what I'm saying that's mm. how I always felt like oh a little young dude he finna go against me he feel like it's an opportunity but I don't remember exactly what I told him man but you know I told a couple of them man this ain't college you know I'm big lead you know what I'm saying it's, I, I told them all kind of crazy stuff man but you know I don't I don't, re I don't really remember. I don't really remember exactly what I told them young guys, man, but you know, it probably was do you, interesting. Do you do you remember like uh, uh do you remember like chastising a guy or like showing him, hey, you showed me your whole move before you even got out the cut? There gotta be one where you're just like, oh, look at this young buck right here. He, he, well, that's he, old guys. Look, Harrison, that's <laughs> old guys, young guys, man. I I. I always tell guys, oh, no, don't run it like that. Run it like this. Look, you better take me outside when you do it. I, I talk noise so much, Harrison. I, I don't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> so we went over the top five. Uh, we've enjoyed uh, breaking down these positions so far. But before we do that, I know you might still have some sleepers out there. Uh, definitely. Uh, two guys I like, man. Uh, Rondell Moore. I like Rondell Moore, man. He had a crazy pro day, man. 43-inch vert. 42-inch vert or something like that. Crazy 40-time. Uh, small guy. Small guy, but super explosive. Uh, he's probably going to be second, third round or something like that. But I think whoever gets him, again, if he falls into the right situation, man, he's going to bring a lot of explosion to your offense, man. Jet sweep guy, reverse, screen, and he can go up top, man. And he can play special teams for you. So he is sleeper. And also and also uh, Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman, a big frame, big body guy. Had a bunch of tubs uh, the year before, not last year. The year before, man, had a big big season the year before when he had a full season. But another big guy can run all the routes, and he got that gas, man. He got that speed. To be that big and you can run that fast, it's, it's set up. It sets you up to make plays, man. So so Rashad Bateman, Rashad Bateman, Rondell Moore, man, look out for them two guys in this draft as well. Akeem, you've been in the lab. Like, when you're playing football, you're focusing – on just the offense, right. right? When you're when you're doing the when you're in the booth, you're focusing on both teams. Can you tell? Give me before we get out of here. What's it been like studying hundreds of NFL prospects over the past two weeks? It's been good, man. It's been good. I've been watching guys, and and also I've been studying teams. But you know, we kind of study the teams throughout the season. But you know, coming up to the draft, I gotta really see these draft needs, really get into their O lines and see what these teams need and see what all these NFL teams need. But uh it's been it's been it's been work now. It's been work. My night's been ending. <laughs> My night's been ending. My night's been ending with me falling asleep in the theater room watching these guys, man. A lot of hours upstairs. So I kinda let the kids go to sleep, man, then just like I used to do when I played. But now I can stay up a little bit later because I don't have to get up early. So Yeah. It's been work, man. Like you said, I've been in the booth, baby. I've been in the lab getting ready, man. So I enjoy it, baby. That's why I, I, I'm, I'm made for football, man. I teach my kids football. I watch it. I talk about it now on camera. So I love it, man. Football did a lot for me, man. I'm ready to put the work in. Uh, have you? I, I have to feel like you might have seen one or two DBs. Like, why should watch a film? Like, 
I gotta call. I, who's his agent? I gotta call him. I got. He got some potential, but he doing this all wrong. Like, <laughs> you ever feel like oh, I gotta be Coach Key? Hey, so a quick. lot yeah. of them. A lot of them, man. I, <laughs> I be seeing all that. That JC Horn. I be seeing that. They be they comparing him to me. I see him do some stuff. I be like, man, he he need to come holler at me, man. I'ma really get him right. So, <laughs> I'm telling you, I see it all the time, man. So you know, them young bulls. Hey, y'all see this, man? Hit my page, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. <laughs> we got the gym, man. Come get you a good two weeks in. It don't take long, but I got some gems to give you. Come get them. Low-key, we're about to get out of here, but low-key, I thought you said pager. I'm like, oh, okay, we get the throwback, man. Nah, nah. <laughs> got a little to hit? <laughs> hit my page, hit my page. You know yeah. the page, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I <laughs> uh, hope you guys enjoyed. We'll be back with more of this NFL Draft preview uh, next time around. See you guys soon. <laughs>